day 146. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, 2 Kings 9. Yep. Still in the thick of, you know, 2 Kings, the book of Kings was usually was uh, one book before, but split into two much later. And um, yeah, we just see the spiraling down of the kingdom and um it's already split and we have in two kings nine jehu right who right. is the king over israel and he is anointed right elijah te- elisha tells the sons of the prophets go anoint him however he isn't just anointed to be king he is giving a task and that task is to avenge the blood shed by ahab and his wife jezebel Uh so he is told to knock out his whole lineage right right that's what god had promised and the kings that came after ahab were wilding right Right. so it wasn't like they was good guys who were at the fate of some bad prophecy but they were actually bad guys who went against the lord's word and uh brought in idolatry and so um he pulls up on them and he's like they like, yo, you come in peace? He's like, what peace can there be right. when there is so much prostitution and sorcery from your mother, Jezebel? I love it because um, the thing the Lord often says in the Old Testament is that their rebellion against him is adultery, right? right? All adultery is sin when you read the Bible, and all sin is adultery. It is being unfaithful to the God who has promised to give himself to us in a love uh, a faithful love and covenant. Yeah, yeah. Man, one of the constant threads that I see here is you talk about starting a clean house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 9 to 10 is really that starting to take place. Yep. Man, in verses 25 and 26 and 36, in chapter 10, verse 10, and 10, verse 17, every time it talks about destruction, mm. it talks about destruction according to the word of the Lord. Yep. Right? So you do see, right? God's words of blessing are sure. God's words of judgment, judgment are sure yeah. as well. And we have, this is not just people grasping for power. This is God exercising a cleaning of the house as you will, and you'll see the next, yeah, king to, no, come up after people grasp, right? We'll see Joash on the rise, but you mm. do see this, yeah, uh, sure destruction according to the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. God's agenda is ultimately going to win out. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, Jehu, like you said, goes house of Ahab, all 70 in chapter 10, Um and they're out, knocked out as well. And, um, you know, he uses this act of deception, telling like all the, um, uh, all, calling all the prophets and priests and servants of Baal to himself so that he can make a sacrifice. He deceives them and says, if you don't come, you'll die. But the irony was, if they did come, they would die. Uh-huh. Right. And so you see that um, Jehu is not just, again, randomly doing this. I love that you brought that out. But also he's trying to remove Baal worship right. that was introduced by Ahab and Jezebel from Israel. Uh-huh. Right. And this is zeal. You're going to see zeal come up uh, over and over in these texts. Zeal, according to the Old Testament, is the vigilant eradication and pushback against idolatry right right? it's the same today for us the lord wants people amongst his people to see to it that we worship the one true and living god that's what this is all about right god doesn't want us to worship other gods because they are not the god of the universe who created us 
and redeemed us uh, for himself. And so um, mixed figure, though, right? Like at the end, it's like he wasn't perfect. He still followed the sins of Jeroboam. He still allowed the people of Israel not to worship Baal necessarily, but golden calves. Right. It seemed like the golden calves always popping back up. But it's like, what do y'all have? With why? These? What is up with the golden <laughs> calves? What do they do for you? Right. And right. so he didn't follow the Lord with all his heart. Yeah. Two Kings 11. Athalia. Right. So Athalia is one of Jezebel's daughters. Now, remember, Jezebel and Ahab, they gone. Right. Sons are gone. But one of the daughters uh, rises up, fam. Right. And she comes to Judah. Now, this this is not according to the word of the Lord. She comes to Judah. And guess what she does? Kills all of the children from the house of David. Mm. Now, remember, go read the Gospels. What happened? Baby Jesus is born. Herod's like, who? Who was born? Say less. I'm killing all the kids. Everybody. They had to flee. So what happens, though, in 2 Kings 11 is that Joash is spared. Mm. The Lord leaves one infant Mm. from the house of Judah, from the house of David, so that he could be on the throne. But Athaliah comes and kills everybody. Mm. And she is trying to usurp the throne. Now, remember Genesis 3.15, uh, a seed from the woman will come and crush the head of the serpent. Right. All throughout the Bible, the seed seems to be in jeopardy, right. right? Now, the seed seems to be in jeopardy again based on the promises made in 2 Samuel 7. Right. But the Lord, in his provision, uh, leaves this baby, <laughs> Joash, uh, and spares the house, man. And it's amazing, too, bro, um, you know, that Jehoiada, this priest, comes and makes things right Mm -hmm. and so you see this commitment to the lord after that that they're like yo all right got rid of athalia and everybody who was trying to usurp the lord's throne all that kind of stuff and now there's going to be this covenant renewal with the people of god where they say hey we're going to carry out uh the lord's values and laws but i think we learned from athalia um the lengths the lust for power will go to gain prominence Mm. right yeah she literally Killed tons of people right. so that she and her family could keep the throne. Lust for power can't be quarantined. It mm. spills over and affects everything, bro. Yeah. Bro, Joe Ash, yep. man, you look at his story. And I think what you see in the significance of Joe Ash being made king at a young age in the temple mm-hmm. is this people had been looking at the palace for leadership, but here God is raising his king like a priest, and the people are realizing that leadership is not just political power, mm. but it's spiritual influence. Mm. That's good. In chapter 12, yo, Joash becomes king, and it says right here, look, he does what's right in the sight of the Lord, but he still doesn't undo the wrong of previous generations. Mm. And where memorials to other gods are left standing, you give people opportunity, mm. and opportunity motivates thieves. Mm. Right. So, yo, yo, sometimes doing what's right means going back and undoing or correcting what previous generations did wrong. That's good. So doing what's right is not about let's disregard what's going on in our past. Let's disregard what our forefathers did. That was them, not us, and start to move on. Mm. Sometimes doing what's right means no, 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 no. Part of my task in the present is to undo and demolish the high places, mm. the statues, mm. right? The um, mm. the honor mm-hmm. given to previous generations that have done horrendous mm. evil, whether mm. that's idolatry or whether that's slave owning and man stealing. There's an, 
there's a responsibility that we have to speak to and undo the evil of previous generations. Yeah, and it's uh, amazing because Joash is king of Judah. Now, remember, Athaliah was trying to usurp the southern kingdom, not just the northern. She right. was trying to take the southern kingdom for right. a while, and she did had it for a while. She died. Joash comes, does some right, doesn't correct the uh, wrong right. injustices and, and uh, Baal worship and all that kind of stuff, um, high places, all that. But the text also says, too, that he was assassinated mm. at the end. And you see that the text is trying to show us that the northern kingdom, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. But the southern kingdom mm. is becoming corrupt mm. as well. It is only by the Lord's grace that it stands as long as it does. Mm. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we uh, pray. Um, just for your grace, God, that we would recognize when things are spiraling out of control, that we wouldn't neglect the word of God, that we would correct past wrongs and injustices, Lord, and we would institute uh, with the influence and power that we have proper worship among your people. Give us the zeal to eradicate idolatry among the church in our current moment, in our current generation. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.